Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Melinda. Welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. This week, I have a very special guest that is filling in for my co-host, Carmel. I have my husband, John, with me today. Hey. Yay. Thanks for joining me, babe. Um, so this was quite a week um, in, in news. Um, we have uh, two very important topics that I want to talk about. I want to get, well, three. I want to get one out of the way. John's favorite uh, topic lately has been Jesse Smollett. Um, oh he, he had the audacity to plead not guilty to all 16 counts. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about this for very long. I'm just going to make a point to bring that up and continue to follow that story and see what happens. But You think he's uh, looking forward to the performance that will be that trial? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Very much Is so. Is he going to hire makeup? Oh my gosh, he might. <laughs> um, I Yeah, and you even said that those 16 counts from the city were kind of like, I dare you yeah. to say yeah, not to, guilty. Yeah, right. Um, and he did. So uh, we're going to... I can't wait. We're going we're gonna to see how that turns out. But um, there were two very serious issues that happened this week uh, that we need to talk about. The first one I want to talk about is... Uh, the college scandal, as as you guys have seen. Um, I'm going to just read a little bit. Uh, so if you don't know what happened, if you were living under a rock somehow and didn't see this uh, scandal, which I let's say is my favorite since the fire Festival, um, basically 50 uh, A-listers or elite people, people of privilege, uh, wealthy people were charged with, it was, it was a federal FBI mm-hmm. uh, charged them um, with the college scandal. Basically, they were bribing and paying to get their children into these um, Ivy League schools and USC. And then some, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, I say Ivy League and USC because I mean USC is a great school, but it's not Harvard or Yale. But I, what I, there's so much to unpack with this situation. Um, first of all, in education, it's not really a new thing for people to pay to kind of get ahead. Uh, but usually, it's masked as a charitable donation, right? And um, what was so interesting about this particular situation is the lengths that they went to and the amount of money they paid to get their children into these schools. So I think it was a bigger issue, even more so because there were two big celebrity names, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, who everyone is, you know, knows as Aunt Becky. Um, they paid uh, sizable amounts of money to get their kids ahead. So Lori Loughlin, I think, is the one that paid the most. She paid $500,000 for both of her daughters to be on the crew team at USC. Half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. And, um, I mean, I have things that she could invest in if she wanted to give that money up for something, but it's so shocking to me. And then I guess Felicity Is it, Huffman, though? Well, that, that amount of money is shocking to me. It's not yeah. shocking that people would pay, but, like, a half a million dollars? It's Isn't crew. this just what everyone kind of <laughs> thinks is going on, though? I think so, and I, I mean, I'm glad it's being brought to people's attention. I think we all kind of knew, but not to this extent. I mean, they went to the point, like, uh, people were Photoshopping their, their children's faces onto different right. bodies, doing athletic um, activities, and that's just so extreme when you could just pay for them to actually learn how to do the sport. You know what I mean? Right, like, how many different avenues did you have to go down to you arrive at that one? Right. Right. And, and, and that's resourcefulness. It to is me. resourceful. But like, how good was your Photoshopper? That's what I want to know. Did anybody right. see the pictures? I don't know. I, I would love to see it. those pictures. Um, and then they were uh, uh, paying to get their SAT scores and ACT scores altered. 
Now, this is what I find so interesting. And for those of you that don't know my relationship with my husband, we are an interracial couple. Um, but my husband is very well aware of his own privilege. And we talk about it often. And what privilege? It, stop it. <laughs> but um, what I find so interesting about this situation really is that, and I, and I hate saying this, but how <laughs> dumb do your children have to be for you to game a system that they're already benefiting from? I think it's more along the lines of, I don't know if they're dumb. I mean, they, they could be like legitimately subpar intelligence. Right. But I think it's the drive and the absolute <clears throat> privilege of being, uh, you know, a, a, a child to some of those real movers and shakers where it doesn't really make a difference. Right. Right. And they know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, those kids aren't dumb. Right. They're just being spoon fed. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. It is. And I, and I think that the reason people of color obviously are so upset by this is because we get accused of receiving, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I guess a preferential treatment. Prefer- thank you. Preferential treatment. Affirmative action. Yeah. Because of yep. affirmative action. And when, it probably is those same people that are calling out affirmative action that are going behind doors and, and, and giving these donations and, and, and bribing these yeah. people to let their children um, get to these schools. Right. They might see it as an unfair leg up, and so they're going to do the same thing. Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I wonder to what extent this is just kind of if they're like members of some Facebook group, you know? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. This is, these, these are the There's tips and Facebook tricks, right? For everything. Right. So probably, yeah. probably. Um, yeah. So-and-so's kid got into, you know, such school by doing this, or mm-hmm. I know a guy or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Well, cause it's also like you, that spot that your kid is taking is that's a limited resource. For sure. Um, so that's, that's kicking someone else out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It could be another cheater or it could be something else. Right. Right. But what, what I want to understand is, is the mindset that for people of color specifically, and, I, and I've heard this a ton growing up, and my mom was an educator and my sister's a teacher as well, but you know, when a person of color achieves something, it is always said that they received it because of affirmative action or because they're a person of color. But on the same token, or on the other hand rather, People will always say that if a person of color complains about not getting something, they say, well, you need to work hard to get it. But then when they do, the only reason they got it was because of the, of the color of their skin. So which one is it? You know, people need to make up their mind. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's like we can't win for losing. <laughs> y- you can't. But I think that's also. Yeah, that's absolutely. I, I'm trying to like decouple that from even the person of color right. argument and right. just in general, like mm-hmm. the world isn't fair. Right, right. <laughs> um, and with that and it, with people who are willing and able to use, you know, um, their substantial capitals mm-hmm. towards essentially keeping their place, mm-hmm. you know, in, in society, because that's, that's what people do. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. It yeah. is. It is. And I, I really, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see how this turns out because, um, I don't know what you've seen past stories, but there have been parents and people of color specifically that have been jailed even for just a few days for changing their addresses for their children so that they can go to better schools. And I truly do not see how this is any different. I mean, oh, this really? is 10 times worse, if not more than 10 times worse, because if somebody in the inner city 
you know, real, if they, let's say they work and this, my, my mom said this happened at Beverly Hills high school mm-hmm. where she used to teach, you know, some, um, if a maid of somebody that worked in Beverly Hills would put down their that, ad, address. that ad address that they yeah. worked at for their child to be able to go to Beverly Hills high school and they would get in trouble for it if they got caught. But some people have been jailed because of that. So I, they're just trying to have a better life for their kids. Truly those people. Are. Right. I mean, these people that are yeah. already privileged, it's like, I don't really get what the point is. Like you can afford tutors, you right. can afford these, you know, classes for them to be in to get a leg up anyway. So why not just do that rather than paying a half a million dollars to get them into USC? Right. That's what, that's what I can't understand. It's USC. USC is a great school, but a half a million dollars. I think somebody said, I posted this on Facebook. If they're paying half a million dollars, they better be going to Hogwarts and not <laughs> USC. And that is so true. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm curious to see what the repercussions of this situation are going to be. And if people are going to do jail time or if they're going to be able to buy their way out of, of any kind of punishment, just like they bought their way in. Right. I mean, they're, I think they use they used means of like they they mailed things mm-hmm. like they, there are things here that that trigger certain um, felonies that are are not easy to mm-hmm. to to slip by. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll that'll be interesting. I just I don't. And the thing is with the with your example about Beverly Hills High, mm-hmm. um, you just want these things to be enforced equally across the board. Mm-hmm. So if the maid's getting in trouble, then the Lori Laughlin's of the world need to get in trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. Completely. Cause the thing is like, it's the, the difference to me is honestly, like some people might do something that's, um, you know, a foul of the law, but mm-hmm. to, to the extent that they're able, if someone is making $25,000 a year and they, you know, try to bribe something with a couple thousand dollars, it's the same thing as like, Lori Laughlin spending half a million. True. Like I don't know what that is to her. Right. Could be nothing. It could just be like that's a wise investment. Right. Right. But it's USC. <laughs> it's USC. Well, that's not even the <laughs> apparently like in the way. actual like indictment or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Um, they had some other schools that were like like lower rungs mm-hmm. um, than USC because USC is still like, a great wasn't school. Was there like UC San Diego or something? Yeah, and then it said like next to it, and they threw shade. This like mildly selective or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I well, yeah. I'm. I'm again. I'm just interested to see where this ends up and and what kind of uh, consequences are are gonna happen to them. It's a failure of parenting. One hundred percent. You need to find. I'm. I'm saying like I. I. Melinda and I don't have kids yet, but like that's at at some point you have to unlock that ability uh, or you know that that drive in your child if that's mm-hmm. what you want them to do or you have to be okay with who they are absolutely that is a very very good point because doing what they did you are enabling and you are just teaching the wrong lesson and but also i read that a lot of the students had no idea but right. i find that hard to believe i don't because really yeah i don't so these kids just aren't doing their own college applications that's correct i think it's probably a challenge to get some of these kids in a room to like read a piece of paper you know what you're right because going back to my mom teaching at beverly's high school and she's probably gonna be like why are you telling all these secrets that i told you but i remember her even telling me that in mailing some of the college applications because she would have to obviously write recommendations mm-hmm. for them they didn't even know how to put stamps on the letter right yeah that, they were that, just all over the envelope right. and she was yeah. like 
you're see, how do you how do you not know right. how to put a stamp on a letter? So yeah, they they just may not know. But their Instagram stories basic, are on point. Their Instagram stories are on point. Those pictures are done with a four thousand dollar camera. <laughs> it's incredible. But then that this is a, a a different tangent. But then that makes me think like there's no life skills class in high school. Right, but like I basic mean, things. But your parents should teach that for sure. But I think also just like instead of teaching common core math that nobody understands, teach people basic skills. I, but okay, just the counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight you on all these things. <laughs> I just want to like show the other side. Yeah, no, like go for it. you have to also get someone to care about that sure. because like oh yeah, it's like where where are these skills? Like well, you you learn them and you didn't learn them because you were texting throughout all of class. Like yeah. I could, it it would yeah. be the most useful thing in the world to sit a child down and go through, you know, a 1040 easy tax return. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, they'll have to file that. Happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when they have the job at Chipotle, they have to file one of those things sure. and they're going to be like, why didn't I learn this? I mean, it's like, I, feel, I, mean that's I can, true. but honestly, it's just, it's, I, I mean, know, I like, feel like people our age still don't know how to fill those out. Right. And like, <laughs> but it's, it's. I don't know why I'm thinking about, well, we were talking about kids and then having kids. You know, like when no one's born with the innate skills of being a parent. Um, and, you know, like some people will try to like learn, read books or, or something like that. It's like, that's the thing. It's, it's no one, no one knows how to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to file a tax return. But like, you have to have the spot to just like go pick out a book and learn, you know, like I just... I, I don't know. I, to me, it's it's whether you learn, you know, anything beyond basic math or mm-hmm. basic algebra um, or social study or anything like that, that like you can those things are just the subjects after that are fungible. Like it's right. just it's nothing. It's just mm-hmm. it's a way to sit you down and get you to read things mm-hmm. and just think a little bit. Um but the challenge is actually getting people to do that or want to do that. So when we have kids, we're just going to have to accept who they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm forcing our kids to read. Nudging. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, to yeah. do stuff. Yeah, they have to. They, they have, have to do, do things activities. for us. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna stay tuned on this uh, topic because again, it, I cannot wait to see where it ends up. And so, wait. So, as a lawyer, you can tell me what is the process now. I don't know. <laughs> not that kind of lawyer. He's not that kind of lawyer. I know, but but you could but, we could Google it. Well, and someone has written a great op-ed. That's I true. I can tell you. That's true. I'm just curious what the process is like. What's the next step? Like, I would expect a Martha a Stewart was... type thing. You think? I so? mean, that's Didn't like securities like fraud or something. Yeah, in in like whatever kind of resort town. Um, that's funny. She didn't, it wasn't even jail. It was a spot. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to stay up to date on this and we can continue to talk about this and tell us your thoughts on this topic on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at we need to talk the podcast or underscore. We need to talk underscore. Now, um, we're going to move on to the next thing that I want to talk about this week. Um, my heart was very heavy with the situation a few days ago in New Zealand, uh, with a mass shooter. There were 50 casualties um, at uh, two different mosques in Christchurch. It's Christchurch, correct? Yeah. Christchurch, New Zealand. And um, he was a white supremacist. And he um, cited quite a few um, American extremists, including our current president, as his inspiration and what he was inspired by. And um, this is a serious situation. This is a very ser- serious situation because I don't think that 
people realize, well, there are certain people that do realize, but definitely not the ones that are influencing this type of behavior. They don't realize that uh, their rhetoric and, and the choices that they're making aren't just influencing bad decisions in this country. Now it is becoming an international problem. And um, it's sad to me that people are now looking at America as a place that they don't want to be like. And I don't know when this is going to end with the gun thing. Like there's this, just this gun obsession. Well, in New and Zealand, tying it, well, no, and tying it to white supremacy <laughs> is just like a world of problem. But what were you going to say about New Zealand? Well, the gun thing will is being addressed in New well, Zealand. Right? right. So you have one mass shooting in New Zealand and they're already talking about changing their gun laws. And we have had how many mass shootings in America and nothing's ever going to change. But the thing that and we are going to get into gun control, obviously here, but, um, and white supremacy. But the thing with gun control in America for me that I don't think people understand is that gun control does not mean banning all guns. And I don't know why that's what they hear when they hear the phrase I gun think, control. Right. No, I, it's, I think any give in their, um, in their world is tantamount to, to losing the next thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they hold the line so strongly. Right. Um, the, the, there was the bump stock, uh, um, legislation to, mm-hmm. to, to ban those. And that's, I think that they were okay with that. And I, by they, I mean the gun lobby, mm-hmm. um, and otherwise, um, you know, gun toting people, mm-hmm. because that's like an, it's like modification of the actual weapon after the fact, mm-hmm. um, to, to increase its just kill power. Right? right. Um, I don't know why that's so different from, you know, uh, an assault rifle that you can easily just purchase mm-hmm. um because they both achieve the same end right uh but i i, I don't know it's um yeah uh i don't know i just don't know what the need for a, a, a common civilian to have an assault rifle is yeah why this is, i mean this is this particular issue i don't know i don't want to cut things short but like i we can debate this ad nauseum and it has been um because when you bump up against something that there's just reason, you know, like mm-hmm. from, from a reasonable standpoint, that doesn't make sense. Right. right? It, 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 it made sense at a time that is not today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was baked into our constitution at a time when things, you know, like uh, mattered. Right. But there sure. weren't readily available um, assault rifles at, you know, a, a gun show, mm-hmm. for instance. Um, and there weren't these kind of, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel that what's more interesting to me about the New Zealand situation is that, like you said, these ideas propagate and they spread across countries, yeah. you know, like that's yeah. halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. Something like that, when we're looking at, you know, today versus when you, you thought that it was a, uh, the founders thought that it was a foundational thing that we needed to have in the constitution. Right. Um, stuff like that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get people, I can, um, you can, I don't want to say radicalize, but you, you can, you can, um, turn someone's views on something by a series of just persuasive YouTube videos. 100%. That and so like when when well, you make something. Sorry, not to cut you off, but he, but that's interesting that you say that because even some of the people that he quoted, uh, w- that he was inspired by were YouTubers that have this kind of toxic culture about yeah. them, 
from the videos that they right. do. So that's a very good point that you're making. Yeah. Um, so th- that's the when when you have these things when when people are inherently susceptible to um, I don't know shiny things. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and you know, yeah. like and, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, more magnetic personalities mm-hmm. are the loudest voices in the room, and you can easily obtain in America at least, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a weapon that can just mow down people. Uh, that something like that. This is the this is the reasonable thing. There there's there's no countervailing consideration um, that's compelling enough mm-hmm. that would you know reverse course right. that, that, that would make sense to to I guess to to hold the line mm-hmm. and um and say that you know these are here for for this reason and this, we need to stand and you know um need to protect my whatever fill it in. Yeah. XYZ <laughs> family house McDonald's which is which is very interesting to me that they go immediately well I need a gun to protect my family da, 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 da. when and I was talking about this earlier with a few friends I feel like the majority of people that have guns or own guns in that magnitude aren't really people that I would see being robbed <laughs> <laughs> like I know, you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah. it's usually these people but that live know. in these backwoods. I'm like, nobody's coming to your yeah. house. <laughs> you know, nobody's. They smell that gator you. meat from like, a mile off. <laughs> nobody wants, to... right? But like, nobody <laughs> wants anything that you have. So it's very interesting. But that, they do. Well, but but not. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? I you don't see like. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't live in Beverly Hills with huge mansions or, or in Malibu right. or whatever. But I don't really see somebody in a huge Malibu mansion having like 10 AK 47s. Like it's just not, it doesn't, they don't, the two don't go together. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts. Why do you think that white supremacy is always linked with mass shootings for like, for the most part recently, at least I actually, I listened to something today Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to take credit for it. Okay. Um, that was, uh, it was, a professor, a historian, who basically who who had mentioned that the the last time that white supremacists uh, we saw like a kind of a resurgence mm-hmm. um, or you know d- taking arms essentially right. something like this motivated attack in in mm-hmm. New Zealand was in the in I think the 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 second term of Reagan because they saw in Reagan. Um, so, you know, a platform that he um, that he advocated and got elected on that kind of dovetailed a little bit with some of the things that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he never quite made, you know, uh, he, he never quite fulfilled that. Yeah. And they saw, according to the, this historian, um, they saw it like, well, you know what? We can't rely on the electoral process for this. We need to, you know, take these things into our own hands mm-hmm. and affect change. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's something similar with the, the Donald Trump stuff. Um, even though he's obviously, um, parroted a, a rhetoric that's not exactly peaceful. Um, it's toxic. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's so, the, so that's, so maybe, maybe, you know, instead of, wow, we can't, you know, get this through, uh, electing Trump, maybe it's, uh, you know, we're doing what I think this guy is hinting at, but can't really yeah. do himself. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. That's that's interesting because I won't. I I feel like you're right that they think that, but it's like you said, his rhetoric. He's been perpetuating this, so people that aren't quite bright 
are going to think that that's what he's saying. It could be very well what he's saying. I don't really know because half the time I don't know what he's saying anyway. But I think he says so many things that some people just pick up on a few and are like, and yeah, put together this their is own, great. No, right. they put together their own narrative because he's not talking in complete sentences. And yeah. And I think in general, he's just going to take the compliment. I feel like his ego is such that I influence uh, this. Yeah, or no, no, no not not necessarily oh. that, but like, um, hey, I like if if it's a, you know a, a really right leaning or extremist came mm-hmm. up to him and like, oh, hey, I just want to let you know you're so um, you're you're so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've said and you know like uh, say something, you know, insert a blank of something that's kind of uh, cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. I feel like Donald Trump wouldn't correct that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he I mean, he barely disavowed when those Nazis were 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 marching. So of course fine he's, people. Yeah, he called them fine people. Right. So that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I just yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's concerning and um I uh yeah. I'm and we're like dumbfounded now thinking about Trump. Well, like, if but, I distill his uh, w- what I think of the the essence of of that guy is, if mm-hmm. there's like a you know, if he filters information, new information through like a prism, mm-hmm. you know, like some people would be like, hey, well, well, what motivates uh, you know the 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 well the the, the health of our country, mm-hmm. my, my family, God, something. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just filtered through Donald. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I don't. Well, that's a funny thing because I was saying earlier to somebody also that like I really don't even think he actually thinks there's an immigration problem. I really just think he wants that wall as a monument to himself. In a oh, way. that's not yeah, that's not that's what I have assumed this Since entire the beginning. time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not no. So it's, if he it's, can't have his face on Mount Rushmore, then he's gonna have a wall that's no. Trump that's on honestly it. that's just the platform of what got him elected, which is I mean he used like you know carnage. He, yeah. he referenced American like carnage yeah. in his yeah. inaugural address. Like yeah. that's just that's some it, the the fear mongering works incredibly well um, for for you know people in the wanting to be elected or or, or you know um, talking to that base. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really curious what goes on in his mind on a day to day basis. I don't think you want to know. I do actually. I'm 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 curious because when he was running, but this is even before primaries. Like if we were thinking of this as like the cast of Scandal, I loved his character. It was entertaining. He brought and he shook things up a little bit. But then when he actually became the candidate, you're like, this isn't funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you think about some of the things he said, it was I was I thought he was hilarious because I was like, this guy's this can't be real. This can't be real. And now it's real. And you're like, this isn't, this just, I don't like this anymore. I want the season finale. It's the, I don't know. It's like starting a brush fire or something in your enemy's territory. Mm -hmm. And then the winds change. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And you see it come back. It's getting kind of closer. I love that. Getting kind of warm. Yep. This is exactly (laughs) what it is. This is exactly what it is. Um, So the last thing I want to talk about before we go, um, I. Can we talk about these headphones? They don't quite fit over my ears. Well, it sounds it's like a personal of, problem. I know. My ears are too big. <laughs> oh, it's okay. But you look adorable. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I cannot keep up with how many Democrats are running. 
for president. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? There's like 25. I'm running at this for president. Point. You probably. I'm are, using this guest spot on this podcast to announce, to announce my candidacy. <laughs> I'm gonna be an amazing first lady, you guys. Uh, but seriously, um, I don't know how many people are running. I'm excited to dive into this a little bit more next week. Uh, when Carmela's back, we're going to also have special guest, my dear friend Drexel Hurd, who is a Democratic uh, political strategist. Aficionado. Aficionado. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, upcoming elections and a couple of other things that are going on. Did I say strategist? Yeah. Whatever. We'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> well, y- y- y'all know what I meant. Anyways, um... So, uh, yeah, I'm just curious your thoughts on that. And if you, because I personally am afraid that Democrats are going to screw it up um, because there's so many of them running and Donald Trump's going to get reelected, which What's, I don't even want to say that because it makes me sick to my stomach to think that way. And I'm excited yeah. to talk to Drexel about this next week, but um, I'm I'm concerned. What, what would screw it up in your mind? That they're not going to back. I mean, aside from losing. <laughs> <laughs> besides right. that um that they're not going to back the obvious right candidate to beat trump but do we know who that is not yet okay. no not yet at all you but think I, it's going to be like a, a hillary situation i'm worried it's going to be another hillary situation because i get why people weren't ready to go with bernie because he's not really a democrat but i truly believe that bernie would have beat trump i think honestly I do. if oh yeah no i i think that uh, it would have been yeah. Even though technically Hillary did beat Trump, but that's another conversation. Um, you know, if we'll see how you know how much I'm going to eat these words, but <laughs> I think in today's day and age, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders uh, is not going to be radical enough. I think that the most vocal people um, will want a candidate that swings much like very far to the left. Really? Yeah, I do. I think in the, in um, the iterations of the presidencies, Mm -hmm. like Obama, whether or not he was, you know, like not just centrist, but like far to the left, Mm -hmm. he's perceived, especially among, you know, right leaning folks Mm -hmm. as being very far to the left. Mm -hmm. And then the pendulum swung in the other way to someone who's, um, you know, incredibly nationalistic and you know to the far right uh i don't think we settle on someone who's um centrist i don't i think that uh i think that the democratic candidates will get uh will take positions that are increasingly um to the left and that'll make things interesting i think it'll make things really interesting so, of the people that you know that are running so far, who do you think has the strongest chance? I don't know. I I have no idea. And honestly, with well, the other thing is I don't like politics. I, know I don't, you don't follow this stuff. I know you don't. Um, I follow it enough to just be apprised of the facts, and that's 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 it. Um, so I I I don't know. I have no idea. And also, Trump threw out you know any kind of logic. Um of any kind of prediction. What did you, what do you think people actually thought that he was going to bring to the country? And what do you think that they still think that he is bringing to the country? Because I, we've obviously seen there has been a shift in support for him, but there's still that small percentage that still is going to ride or die. Is it stubbornness or do you think it's actually that they believe that he is doing good for this country? Both. 
I I do. I think, I think, um, I think, the president is incredibly media savvy, mm-hmm. and oh. I think he won um, a contest of first impressions initially right. for a lot of folks. And what he said about you know shooting someone on what you know in New York and getting away with it. Uh, I think, you know, like that's obviously extreme, but there's something to that where I, I don't know what he would have to do to get, to get people to adjust their prior assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of people, they look to him like kind of a gold standard mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the brand of Trump has, you know, instilled itself favorably in their minds. And I, I don't know if he can do wrong in their eyes. It's like, I don't know, like you have, you know, some friend who just kind of sucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it, you know, like, no, but they're, they're, they're Stephanie. Stephanie's a great friend. She's, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, then you think about it, you're like, well, why do I think Stephanie's a great friend? It's like, oh, because when I met her, she was really nice and said I look pretty. Yeah. It's like, but what about what? since then? She right. does all these awful things. Right. She flakes out and <laughs> she like tried to steal your boyfriend. It's like, wait a second. But like, you're looking through those rose colored, you know, um, glasses for so long. Yeah. And so I, for, for, for Trump, I, same it, thing. Yeah. It's gonna, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. And honestly, like he's he's such a strong, brash personality, um, that I I don't even know what that lends itself to. It's just like it's just it's something to 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 get behind. Yeah. Well, I I personally think it's clearly the wrong thing to get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I get you. I get you. Um, so uh, before we end the show today, as I mentioned last week in our first episode, every week we are going to put a spotlight on a community, a person, or an organization that is doing good in the world. So I'm going to give a shout out to my own personal faith community, Harmony Toluca Lake. Um, it is a very progressive and loving and affirming faith community in Los Angeles. If, if that is what you are looking for, I have the honor and privilege of being the worship leader at this community. And it is filled with people that are trying to do good in the world and letting everyone know that God loves you no matter what. So if you are looking for a community to join, please consider coming and visiting Harmony to Look Lake Sundays at 1030 a.m. Shameless plug, but... It's for a good cause. So thank you so much to my wonderful husband, John, for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. Of course. And we'll be back next week with Carmel and my good friend Drexel. And make sure you contact us on all social media. Again, Facebook and Instagram at We Need to Talk the Podcast and Twitter at underscore We Need to Talk underscore. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>